It's not Tuesday, but you know what time it is? TV time. Yes, it's Spirekins Television Tuesday, the podcast where we talk about new and recent television shows. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're a little late this week, and you're probably wondering, wait, what? why are you late this week for Television Tuesday's episode 19? Well, let's be honest. Monday was our two-year anniversary being married. Woohoo! And so in our COVID timing... We extended our celebration because we can't go anywhere. Yeah, so we had a little... And restaurants are weird. Yeah, Yeah, restaurants are a little weird. We found some good ones in Massachusetts. But anyway, like I said, I'm your host, Zan, and you can check out any of our earlier episodes at... www.spirakin.com We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and now you can find us on the Alexa device, which is really cool. You just have to pronounce it correctly or spell the name, which is S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, and I guarantee you'll find us. You can also email us at zan at spirekin.com or spirekin at gmail.com. Eventually, I'm going to pay for G-R-E-T-T-A at spirekin.com. Eventually. Just a little pricey right now. You're still going to be the one that has to check it. No, it's going to... You can still send emails to me. Just email Zan and write, Greta! True, very true. So, for those of you who don't know, we've been talking about different television shows, and this week is very special because we're not talking about one TV series, or two TV series, or three TV series, but we're talking about four TV series. And again, we are not talking about Umbrella Academy because there was so much more going on. Because last week we talked about all these new TV shows that were coming out. There were so many of them. And we proceeded to watch several of their pilot episodes as well as, let's be honest, we watched an entire season of one TV show, which was, well, we'll get to it. So we're going to start off in alphabetical order as we usually do. So we're going to start off with the 29th season of a TV show. We're talking about the first two episodes of the United States adaptation of Strictly Come Dancing. This is one of the iterations of their franchise. And what is the show called? Dancing with the Stars. Yes, Dancing with the Stars, Volume 29. And this is the first season without their primary host tom bergeron why he left well personal reasons which we looked into it's kind of interesting but we're not going to talk about it because tom bergeron seems like a really cool guy and yeah he does all of the america's funniest home videos and his laundry should be kept alone anyway so he has been replaced by what model and host of america's next next top tyra banks yes tyra banks who still looks good fierce she's put on a couple pounds but but she still looks like but no but she looks great true just she's just got more curvy it's beautiful and rounding out our cast you have the three judges the first two are harry ann inaba and bruno tonioli who have returned once again and their newest member who is replacing len goodman's judging position because len goodman the old man is currently stuck in england because he can't travel with covid19 restrictions he is being replaced by a dancing partner who danced for 17 seasons in this show from season five to season 23 and what's his name Derek ho yes so we have some great people involved in this and for those of you who've never seen dancing with the stars you're missing out it's your typical show where you have uh celebrities going on to try to show that they're still relevant by dancing with professional dancers According to... No, they're stepping outside their their comfort zone. Some of them are. Some of them totally know how to dance. 
but it's it's typical take take your celebrity they want to be relevant so they're going to do something different and this one is very engaging we have a lot of different um actors actresses celebrities this year and i'm surprised at some of them so let's actually talk about some of these celebrities now first off we have monica aldama and she's famous for a documentary called cheer uh she's a little bit of a um I, let's be honest she's a karen she's totally a karen She's a tough-as-nails cheer coach with exceptional results. Like, her cheer squad, like, wins all the time, but... She's a Karen. (laughs) She's, like, no-nonsense. Yes. The next one is very famous uh, animal activist, um, the owner of a... Would you say it's a reserve? Or is it a zoo? Well, she says it's a reserve. We say it's a zoo. She's known also for potentially killing her husband. I have things to say that I don't think are rating appropriate. <laughs> we're hey, our rating is is adult. We're fine, but we're talking about Carol Baskin. Oh, Carol Baskin! Only reason why you're famous is because you may have killed your husband and you were involved in the Tiger King. But she Netflix looks show. crazy. She is out of her. My favorite part of her is like the first episode after she dances. Tyra asked her, "So what did you think?" Or she asked her a question. <laughs> She's just looking off in space. And then Tyra goes, okay. And so, just just to keep rolling with it. She's out of her mind. Um, also, if you watch the actual TV show while it was airing, not on Hulu like we watched it, apparently her ex-dead husband's family paid for an ad, which pretty much put all of her laundry out to dry. So, yeah. It, there's a lot of insanity with her. She's the reason why a lot of people were tuning into But I mean, show. I feel like we talked about Tiger... Uh, Tiger Kings early on in COVID because everyone was watching it on Netflix. Now here you see her knowing all of her. I didn't even watch all of it. Knowing all her dirty laundry. You watched one episode. I've made it. I watched one too many episodes and there's something a little off. Oh, she totally killed. I'm so sorry if this is putting out more negative negativity out there for her and her family, but there is like, she's missing a few marbles. There's something off. It's fine. Next, you have uh, Caitlin Bristow, who she was one of the, she was the star of The Bachelorette. And she's okay. She's kind of normal. For you NFL fans, we have former NFL tight end Vernon Davis, who does a pretty damn good job in this. Well, a lot of football players, strategic, like the, the, there's football players usually do really good on Dancing with the Stars. Part of it is they have to have good, fast feet, right? Because they, you know, shuffle around and stuff. Even the, even the big guy football players, they they can move really quickly. They might not be graceful. They might not be great in dance shoes. But that is like, they usually do pretty well. Yes. Basketball players, not so much. So the next person is a film and TV actress whose most famous role is her with Harrison Ford in Six Days, Seven Nights. We're talking about Anne Heche. And, um, yeah. I've always been a fan of Anne Heche. I like that she's movie. She's only been in two movies. No, but she's like appeared in just like random little things here and there. And I've always enjoyed it. She's so much crazier in person than I would have ever thought. Now that I've seen a little insight into her, she's a much better actress than I would have ever guessed. Yes. Um, now the youngest of the uh, Dancing with the Stars characters, you have Sky Jackson from the Disney Channel. And she looks like she's 12, but she's 19. But she looks 12. That's why they hired her as a child actor, because she can play younger than what she looks. She is intelligent, 
smart, oh, polished. She, she's one of the top runners. She's totally one of the top runners, but she's... it's so weird because you see her next to her partner who will talk and about her. And she looks little bit. like a little girl. She looks like his daughter. Well, let's not. She doesn't look like a little girl. She looks like a perfect doll come to life. Yes. Like you wave a magic wand. And you know what? Tyra Banks had a show where she was a mannequin that came to life and pretended to be somebody's mom. Yes. That's what this looks like. It looks like you brought a doll to life. She's beautiful. She's beautiful and perfect. Now, the next actress is one who I'm very happy is in this. And she's currently the front runner. One of the front runners. We're talking about Justina Machado from One Day at a Time. She played Penelope. And, and oh my God, she's so Penelope. And she is so cute. She put on a little COVID weight and she's so tiny. Oh, that, no, she's fluffy. She's a little fluffy. But she's so, no, but she's so short that any weight you can see right away. But she's got, you know, her little Puerto Rican curves on her. She's got some good. Oh, can it, you say it, it, boobies? Yes, you could say boobies. She's got some really cute boobies and this cute butt. She's got oh, this sh- little like Coke bottle figure. And with an extra little weight on her, she's like chunky cute. She's no, like... She's chunky sexy. She's Puerto Rican sexy. Yeah, she can... Homegirl can move. Oh, yeah. No, she has the whole thing going on with her. And that's why she's top runner. I... And she's got the greatest personality. I mean, I might be biased because I kind of married a Puerto Rican. But <laughs> she's so cute. I love her. So next we have uh, Jenny May, who is a TV sh- show host for a um, variety of things. I like Jenny May. She's also a stylist. She's yeah. okay. She's done a lot of things. She's okay. I like Jenny May. No, no, most of these people are not in our. And I'm talking about my our demographics um, purview. A couple people are, but not really. So, I mean, this next guy, I doubt any of our listeners have ever heard of. He's a guy named um, AJ Macklin. Macklin, and he's from some some band that was with four other guys back in the late 1990s. Um, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. All right. Yeah, AJ from Backstreet Boys. Yeah, and, and he's... He, and you were either a Backstreet Boys lover or an NSYNC lover, and no, either no, way... No, you forgot 98 Degrees. <laughs> no, I didn't. Judgment. Zan, minus one point. Hey, I don't like either of them, so I, mm-hmm. I hate both bands. So anyway. Uh, then you have uh, Jesse Metcalf, who I didn't know who this was until Greta explained he's in a movie called John Tucker Must Die. He's also Desperate Housewives, all this other stuff. He's a dude bro. He's, he's a dude. not a dude bro. He's no, like... he plays a dude bro. No, he doesn't play a dude bro. He plays the alpha guy, the guy that gets every girl. He's not... a Chad. He's he... a Chad. Yeah, but not a dude. But not a dude bro. But he's like ridiculously good looking like he looks like you colored in his eyes with a variety of blue sharpies he's, the, he's well anyway so he's okay i love him in john tucker must die but i love all those cheesy movies next you have someone who i'm surprised is on here and he cleaned himself up for this he's speaking eloquently he's taking out his grill and he looks great and who are we talking about nelly yes rapper producer singer nelly looks completely different he even paid to have custom dancing shoes that are shaped like sneakers so like he looks good nelly i'm a fan he kicks, he kicks ass now after nelly i'm we, like aging myself we got we nelly someone, we got no, backstreet no, we, boys no, the next one makes me feel old because i like this guy especially i love the game where he was against charlotte hornets so yeah we're talking about charles oakley uh the Former NBA power forward. He is 50 years old and he looks a million. He did not age well. He had a 20 year basketball career as a power forward and his body is saying, nope. 
He's... Yeah, basketball is just like hard for these tall guys, and he's so tall. But you can see his poor knees and hips. Like it's like how Shaq he has gray hair because of it, and he's a young guy. Yeah, but Charles got like he has no cartilage left in his joints and the bottom half of his body. Like you just none. But yeah. but yeah, he's. I make I want him to do good. We want him to do good. Basketball this. players don't traditionally do well on this show. But well, anyway. I want him to do better than Carol Baskin. We all want him to do better than Carol Baskin. Uh, next is Nev Schluman, and he's the guy that created the TV show for MTV Catfish. Because he was catfish, and he, he, he coined the phrase catfish to be put in the dictionary, not as just a fish that is a cat, but to be lied to on the no, internet. No, he didn't even have to coin it. It became so popular, Webster put it in. Which is crazy. And he's he's... He's kind of the, I don't want to say he's a dark horse, but he's someone who you don't expect to be a good dancer, and he's a great dancer. Um, but he seems like a genuinely really nice guy. And just to let you know, the only reason why I know anything about dance is because of Sesuji Pin and Welcome to the Ballroom. That's the only reason why I know stuff about dancing, by the way. It's the only reason why I'm able to tell. The this difference. show is why I knew dancing when we were reviewing the manga and anime. Yes, but okay, so last two we have. Chris L. Staus, who is um, a selling Sunset star and actress. I think she's a realtor. She's a variety of things. Everybody thinks they can be a realtor. Um, she's just a, a lady who had a TV show, and she is she's more fake than... Uh, she's not Kate, fake. Uh, she's no. like a skinny, she's... traditionally like pretty Hollywood girl with the same teeth, the same cheekbones. And she bones. would lie this... like she's she, she's straight up lying and you know she's I lying. I don't think she's lying. I think she might be telling the truth, but she's got the same extensions, the same cheekbones, the same teeth that all the other girls At in Hollywood. Caitlin is And the same fake boobies. No, Caitlyn is interesting compared. You don't have fake No, I said the same fake boobies ah, that all those okay. other girls have. <laughs> There's just something else man. Wait a minute. No, mine are not fake. No, they're not. Uh, and anyway, last one is Johnny Weir, who is an Olympic figure skater from 2000-something. He's a huge Gaga fan. Who knew? Uh, he's um, interesting. He's fabulous. He's a prima donna. Well, yeah, he's specifically particular. But, but he's like the perfectionist that is used to being a single finger figure skater so he's got grace and poise and timing and balance and strength and determination and work ethic but he's not used to sharing the spotlight and that kind of drives him crazy a little bit so it's interesting it's interesting it is truly interesting and uh so yeah so it was an interesting first two episodes. I'm actually surprised I'm going to watch more. First, I was like, oh, this will be okay. But it's actually kind of addictive in a weird sort of way. Yeah, Zan's sucked in now. He, like, started watching it to humor me. And now he's like, but yeah, we'll when's keep, the next one? We'll keep talking about this in the background after this episode. We'll have all our stats and our things later. So the next one is a, well, now Fed Warrior. Where, what is next? I think, uh, for, for, hold on. Oh, yes. Next is the show we've been watching for in order, and we're up to episode six. We're talking about Lovecraft Country, season one, episode six, and Meet Me in Daegu. Now, this is directed by a familiar director that we've talked about two times in this show. We're talking about Helen Shaver, who directed two episodes of Snowpiercer. The first one was Trouble Comes Sideways. That's the episode where we find out about the drawers. 
and how they're actually freezing people. And then, of course, the universe is indifferent, the sad episode when Josie dies, which is also when we found out that uh, Jennifer Connelly's character is someone who acts tough and she's trying to keep herself together, but she's a mess. She's a total mess. And this episode has that attention to detail because this is an episode which is different, unique, and more importantly... Atticus. And you can tell that the love scenes are directed by a woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. This is HBO at its best. This is sexy time at its, like, you know, like Game of thrones And this episode, Atticus, Letty, everybody takes a back seat for a character named Jayan. Yeah, it's a very different episode. And uh, Jayan played by... Hold on, hold on. I had it written up and it's on my notes. Fine monkeys. Uh played by Jamie Chung, is a nurse in, I think it's South Korea? Or just Korea at this point, because they haven't broken up yet. But it's 1950s Korea. She's a nurse. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. And she loves watching movies. And it turns out that there is a little secret she has. And it's her dealing with this secret while being a nurse in Korea during the, the the war in Korea... When the Americans come to, quote-unquote, save the day, and her dealing with stuff, her meeting Atticus, and all of the events that occur. This is one part supernatural tale, one part um, But this whole story is part supernatural tale, so it's like on par with this universe. This one's its own standalone story. Oh, hundred percent. If we didn't know that it's all connected, we'd be like, okay, whatever. But it is connected in a very. It almost feels like you're watching a different show where there's a guest star from another show. You know what are they? It crossover. Like, it feels like a, a crossover for a Black Mirror episode or a Twilight Zone episode, and it's really well done. The story it's got um, Janai dealing with her mother and her best friend uh, Soon Hime. And all this, and some mystical elements, which we're not going to talk about till the spoilers. But this one is not as grotesque as the last episode. Not at all. Oh, there's still parts I couldn't watch. It's more contemplative. Yes. And this sets up a little more. And this is an episode that felt like it set up more, but it a lot got done. It's part of the world that you want to go back to. Like, I could see a whole series following Gian, and it'd be a really good show. And we'd watch it. This feels like the pilot for our show, our story. Yeah, agreed. And more interestingly, and we'll talk about this in the uh, spoilers, there's an element which crosses over with uh, Japanese mythology a little bit. But it's Korean mythology, and it kind of crosses over in a unique way. We'll talk about that in this. Well, you start to see some of the, the same, same mythology in lots of different cultures. It starts to bleed over. Add up. Very true. There's which, something truth. To, there's some truth to this. That is true. That is very true. But this one is our highest rating. Definitely watch it now. Watch it. Stream it. Get a hold of it. If you're under the age of 18. Don't watch it. Don't, don't watch it. And if you do watch it, don't get caught watching it. This one's a rough one. Anyway. So next, after this one, we have our other, two sh- our other show. The Masked Singer. Season 4. Yes, another um tv celebrity um game show love it we haven't watched mass singer it's crazy and awesome and this is based on the king of mass singer the south korean program 
where they had celebrities dressed up in really cheap costumes, which eventually became elaborate costumes. It's all over the world. There's a mass Singer for 30 different countries. We're like the 15th to come out. Even though some people say, this is new. It's like, no, it's not. We're last. And we've talked about Masked Singer before in this show. But this one, it's a, a new, lot. We it's really a new like season. Masked Singer. And first off, it's surprising that who is back as the host? Nick Cannon. And I was surprised because I thought that Fox was going to distance himself from him after the severely anti-Semitic statements he made in the current climate. But they're like saying, oh, we're going to keep him. It's like, okay, is it because they had a contract? Is it because... Could be. I mean, he he did apologize. His apology was kind of like half-ass. True. But he did apologize. True. He might be still under contract. You don't know. And it's COVID. True. Like... They're kind of desperate. And something that we didn't talk about in um, uh, Dancing with the Stars is that the show is is live, but they've done something different for the audience. There's no audience. It's just a a clap track, applause track, and the people who are clapping, who are watching, are the people who are working on the show and the contestants in the Raptors. And this one does kind of the same thing because we have our four judges who are Nicole Scherzinger, uh, uh, Jenny McCarthy. Um, I forgot her. her Wahlberg. Wahlberg. You have Dr. Ken Jong, and then finally you have uh Robbie Robin Thick. Robin Thick, and they're kind of spaced apart a little bit, but they're still together now. They're six feet apart from each other. They're they're scooted a little further away, but they're still right yeah. there in it and there is an audience but uh according to news later on it says that they actually use a lot of camera tricks to make it look like there's more people there's like 20 people in the audience but they make it look like 100 people in there and they do a lot of camera tricks and everybody there has been vetted and like they test completely. i believe they're tested yeah yeah they're tested make sure they're okay and they have to be not sick for and have their temperature set but anyway so for Mass Singer, how there's it works. a lot of regulations in place yep. for the safety of everyone. Yes. So anyway, so how would you describe Mass Singer's gimmick in one sentence? So Mass Singer, you have celebrity judges guessing on all of the talent that they have. The talent, their identity is a secret, and they're in elaborate costumes. But then they sing with their true voices, and each episode they give out different clues, different clue packages, and all you have is their voice while they're singing to somebody else's song, and the clue packages, and the judges are supposed to guess who they are. Each week, the bottom performer gets voted out and gets unmasked, revealing who they are. The winner, the one that stays in the competition the longest, will win the trophy and title of... The Mass Singer. Mass Singer. And it's got several contestants. I think it's 19, 20, 20 something contestants this year. Not sure. We'll, we'll give you the exact number later. I should know better. But this episode had the first bracket. And the first bracket had five members, or technically six, because of a gimmick with one of them. But we had the son singing Cause I Love You by Lizzo. Killer outfit. You had and the, was amazing. You had Giraffe who sang Let's Get It Started by Black Eyed Peas. Personal not favorite. Uh, I loved it. You had Pink singing What About Us. Oh, not Pink. It's Popcorn singing Pink, What About Us by Pink. And the Popcorn had great shoes. And and I'm pretty sure I know who Popcorn is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, we had the Dragon who was singing Mama Say Knock You Out and was an elaborate dragon. And then... The new gimmicky one, the Snow Owls, a duet 
of two people who... Two people, but they count as one contestant. And they sang Say Anything by a Great Big World. This season, they've upped the um, they upped the cost for the backgrounds. It looks great. There's lots of talk. Yeah, they've put much more into the background, but it makes sense because you can't have an audience, so you got to give us something to look at on stage. And it was, and also one of the fun things is that since they are keeping people away with COVID, all of the backstories and clues are animated, and I do like that. Yep. And this first uh, episode was back to form. Definitely back to form. I have my ideas on who's who. We'll talk about who lost the first episode. And let's be honest, that singer, I love who that lost. singer we knew instantly. He was like, yep, that voice. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so, yeah, so that one's another. Check it out. See it if you like, like music, you'll like the show. It's, I think even if you don't like music, if you just like cheesy people, you'll still love it because the. The celebrities that are trying to figure out who's doing it are hilarious. True. Uh, now, there is another show that we could have talked about, which is the I Guessed Your Voice, which is a spinoff with Ken Joon. It's okay. No, it's, it's I Can See Your Voice. I Can voice. See Your Voice. It's Guess the Person Who Has the Good Voice versus the Bad Voice. It's atrocious. It's yeah, but it's horrifying. Kind of, but it's kind of um, fun. It's like a it's a it's a um guilty pleasure. So besides being an a manga fan, a mythology otaku and also a an art otaku, um I like music. I I'm an audiophile because I do podcasts. And that show hurts. Cuz it's not like it's oh they're off key. No, no, no. This is Cat no, scratching. some of them are awesome. No, the ones who are awesome are awesome, but the bad ones, they are cat scratching on the on a blackboard. Ah! I think it's fun. And now the final show we're going to talk about, which is taking the place of Umbrella Academy, Sing On. Now, this is... Sing I on. would have thought this would have annoyed you more. So, cool thing is with Sing On that this is a show that was released on Netflix, and it's actually the third of a series. It's not original, even though the host consciousness says, I came up with this idea myself. It's like, no, you didn't. Someone else did. And there's three different versions of it you could watch. The first one is the original, which is called I Cantar, or Sing On Spain. And this came out July 24th, 2020. The host is Ricky Marino. And there's some cool aspects of that we'll talk about in a moment. You had Sing On Germany. This came out August 7th, 2020. And the host is Paulina Rodinsky. And then there's the one we're talking about mainly, which is Sing On, directed by Richard Reet and starring Kid Jong, Titus Burgess. Oh. Titus! I like Titus. And this show is super simple. It's a karaoke contest with five players per episode. And But they like get all... to vote each other out in the beginning. It gets a little cutthroat, but then they're kind of nice. Yeah, it's basically... They're just normal, regular people. Yeah, it's their regular people who have to sing in different genres, and it's they. It's like open mic night, but they all get to vote each other off, which is a cool element of it. But there's also other things like they can win prizes, like the golden note, where whoever holds the note perfectly accurately gets a thousand dollars, and whoever does the most physicality, dancing around, gets the. In each version, it's the host's prize essentially. So Titus Prize, Ricky Prize, or the Paulina Prize, and it's. 500 bucks or 200 no. euros or it's like 500 dollars or yeah you're right 200 euros yes 
The golden note gets people $1,000. Or it's 500 euros. And it's really impressive when someone does it right. Uh, sometimes it's really cool. Sometimes it's kind of painful. No, it's kind of, it's like when they get it, it's super fun. When they don't get it, you just feel bad. Like, no. And it's kind of horrifying to see some of these people because the people are like, why are they even here? And it's like the people you see at a karaoke night. And the cool thing is that depending on the version you're watching, there are some really cool elements of it. Like I went through and I watched the Spanish version. The Spanish version one, they're all dancing. They're all they're all in it. So they the 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 Ricky Prize, they every single one of them like, yeah, have them they're shaking their booties while they're singing. They're not just standing there just mechanically singing they're yeah but americans are not necessarily known for their dancing skills no but even the the germans don't the difference is with the germans saying on germany the host has uh theatrics like she'll come out to the song dancing or singing it and she'll have three other people singing along with her like they'll do a whole debut like did you want to be and she comes out with four other people looking like the spice girls but they're not the spice girls but there's a little theatrical moment. And then it. Titus, it's just Titus is in different costumes and then he makes jokes. Oh, but Titus is awesome. I like Titus. And they have different, uh, and there are some crossover with certain songs are used, but in the end, each Yeah, and a different. lot of the European ones, they're singing a lot of English songs. Uh, in the German one, definitely. And their English is rough. Uh, yeah, but English is not in the Spanish one, first it's, language. It's really rough. But the best thing about I Cantar, which I loved, is that in one of the episodes, you had a young singer who takes it away. She's 16 years old. Or, no, sorry, she's 20 years old. She's a teacher. She's really just timid, doesn't know what she is, but she's got an amazing voice. She gets to the final two, and they say, what are you going to do with your the money? And she's like, I want to take my little brother and sister to Japan because we're anime and manga fans, and I've been to Japan. And she didn't think she was going to win with the song. And she chose the song, which was harder, because it would be it would be more challenging. It wasn't the one that she was going to win with. And because she did it because it'd be better, and she won, so it's like, and for someone to say I'm an anime manga fan on a worldwide thing for everyone to see, our our demographic has changed. We could say it out loud. We're no longer I'm an anime fan and hide in a corner. It's it's now a thing. It's now officially a thing. It was always a thing from where I came from. I know, but uh, the continent of the United States, it's kind of like hide in the corner. But it was good. It's a good show. Uh, some of the singers are really great. Some are really bad. Um, makes you want to try it. There are some issues with it, including the fact that you have the the score for every character on the screen, so you're watching that instead of their their singing. So that kind of brings it down to which it's okay to watch in the background, or just like kind of pay like it's okay to watch an episode or two. It's not the best thing ever. It's okay. It just if they. Fix some stuff, it'll be amazing. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. But it's like what you have on while you're doing other stuff. Yeah. And then you hear a voice and looking at the fat dude who's wearing a fedora who's like, why is is he doing that? Or a girl who's got a nose ring and she's singing Pavarotti. You're like, okay. (laughs) So yeah, so I think that's it for the non-spoiler talk. Um, Let us know what you think. Which of these shows did you watch? Let us know. Email us, uh, zansparkin.com. We'll talk to you guys next time. Really soon, actually, because we're running really late. We'll be back to normal schedule on Tuesdays. So, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. And keep watching TV and stay tuned for after music for the spoiler section. Bye. Bye.
time. So to go over this easy, we're just going to go over the basics quickly going backwards. First, we're going to talk Kasingon, that every episode was random. It's just, every, we're not going to say who the winners are, but the show was okay. Well, it's also like not super memorable. I don't really it's remember not who the winners it's, were. It's just okay. Now let's get to it's the... It's like, oh yeah, Guy in Fedora, he won. Let's go to Mass Singer first. So Mass Singer, we had... I love Mass Singers. And the win, the loser for the first episode was the dragon who was singing Mama Say Knock You Out. And let's be honest, we all knew it was Buster Rhymes. The as minute he soon opened his mouth, as he opened his mouth, it was like, well, there you go. And I love the fact that uh, Nick Cannon was like, yeah, I knew it was you immediately because that, that swagger, that's your walk. Cause, and you watch it and it's his walk as he walks out when he first comes. It's his thing. He can't walk any other way. So it's like, it's Buster Rhymes. And he did a good job singing. It's just everyone knew it was him. Because his voice is so iconic. It's like a specific kind of raspy. Now, for other bets, um, for the characters, the only one that I am certain of is Popcorn. And I am betting on this now. And you can listen to me now. Popcorn is Tina Turner. Yeah, the legs. The the legs and the voice. voice. It's got to be Tina Turner. And her little clue packet had Proud Mary. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be Gladys Knight, but... No way, it's she, Tina Turner. She already did, she already did it. It's it's Tina Turner. It's Tina Turner. Uh, my thing is Tina Turner and... But the I next... love the costume shoes. They're like Dorothy's Wizard of Oz, sparkly red heels. The one I want gone, though, is the draft. The draft is the one I want gone. And I'm pretty sure the draft is going to be gone. Because he was the worst out of all of them. Yeah, but they were all pretty good. But the draft I want gone. You just don't like the draft. Nope. Anyway, so next... Uh, after that, we have Lovecraft Country, so let's get to it, shall we? So, the whole thing is that Jean Ah is actually a demon. She was summoned to get revenge on this lady's husband because this lady's husband was doing really bad things to his daughter. And so, the demon who's in her daughter's body is going to kill a hundred men, suck up their souls through sex. Has to consume a hundred men's souls. And then she'll leave and the daughter will come back. That's the deal. However... She's at soul number 99, and she meets Atticus and kind of starts falling in love with him and decides not to do it. And the cool thing is that the type of demon she is, she is what uh, Korean mythology calls Kimiho, which for Japanese mythology fans and anime fans, a Kimiho is a Kitsune. It's a nine-tailed fox. The difference, though, is that Kitsune, their whole thing is that they just cause pranks and do messed up things. And, and this is not a prank. And they're not me. They're not malicious, but they're not good either. They're kind of middle-of-the-ground middle spirits that will help you or hinder you, but they're not going to kill you. A Kumiho, on the other hand, straight up is summoned to kill you. And they'll eat your liver, your heart, or in this case, your soul. And they have nine tails. However, the way they design the nine tails in this show are not nine tails. They're tentacles, which come out of every orifice of her body and look disgusting. Like they come out of her eyeballs and her ears. And they ears have teeth and... on them and spikes. And it's very Cthulian, which fits Lovecraft Country. But I think one comes out of her butthole. We don't know. You didn't look away. It was just You looked away. So, But the whole thing is that she is trying to mimic reality. She doesn't know how to love. Doesn't know, so she learns from watching teas. And everyone thinks she's weird, and eventually she meets Atticus, but the way she meets Atticus is that the Americans have shown up, and this is kind of a messed up part, because they're okay. The war started, but they're okay, but then... It's a war on communism, too. It's she's, like... She's in a movie theater, and they're perfectly fine, and you just see the lights go off, the camera gets ruined, and you hear... Uh, some... 
and you see a bunch of tanks going through and they're throwing propaganda letters saying the Americans are here. And it's like in their shot. We're here to help. We're here to help you. But the way it feels does not feel we're here to help. It's very invading army, which technically was true during that time. It, it fits the period piece very well with that. Also, the references to uh, Gene Kelly and um, what's her name? It was Julie Andrews? Not Julie Andrews. It was um, Judy Garland. Judy Garland and all that. You like that. I do. And eventually we see Tick in the episode as a young soldier. And he is, I hate to say it, he is the typical soldier that just does what he's told. He's following orders. And you see that afterwards... You can't fault him for that. No, you can't, but it's not a of an innocent person. It's did it, and we see the... And this is why it felt like a like a different show. It's like our the cast that we're familiar with isn't there. This is a whole different story that you kind of go down the rabbit hole. You're trying to figure... And, and they start in the middle. They don't They don't spell it out for you. So you start in the middle, you're trying to figure it out, and then all of a sudden, hey, that's Tick. And Tick pulls out a gun and shoots someone in the head right in front of the in their kneeling nurses that were helping them, and just the the superior says kill her, and then eventually it turns out that her friend who we knew was different because she was saying we're different because we knew she's a communist, but she and I wasn't going to say anything. She admits she's a communist, gets picked off. We don't know what happened. Oh, well, we do we do see what happens to her. He ends up killing her, torturing first, and it depressing seeing that because you see that through his eyes through her eyes well she sees it through his eyes and weird sorry but she she decides she's gonna um well she meets him again a year later and he has been hurt with a bomb his glasses have been ruined and he can't read she's a nurse i think we forgot to say and the that. first thing she sees is she sees him and realizes it's him she decides she's gonna kill him and he and then she tells her mom or the, the woman that is the mom that summoned the demon. She tells the mom, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my hundredth person. I've picked out who it is. She gets all excited. And she goes there. First, she's acting mean because she doesn't want to deal with him. And he's very sweet. Because at first, he's, she, she says he has to change the bed. And he's helping her change the bed. And she's like, I need to do something. Can you read this book for me? And it's County Monte Cristo, which we've seen because that's... Uh, his father's favorite book. And I love that he's like, I'm not done yet. And it's like, I just have a few more chapters. I'm at the very end. And, and she I... says, oh, they end up together. And he's like, that's from the movie. They thought it'd be a better ending. So you gotta read it now. And he's flirting with her. And at first she's like, oh, you Americans are all the same. And he's hanging out in the hospital with a Japanese guy. Also an American. Japanese American. And they're both in the hospital. And the Japanese American says, Really? What they do to his people are horrible. Me, they call me gook. Sorry, I know I shouldn't be saying racial, racial, but he says they call him racial slur. Yeah, they, they have no like, idea that back in the United States, that for anything other than Caucasian, there's heavy prejudice. Yeah, and he's, they say like, oh, you wish we could have gone to the movies. Oh, can't you see the movies there? And he's like, movies, really? We barely can. And Tick ends up romancing her. She goes, oh, have you ever met Judy Garland? They said... He'd be the servant. I'd be the driver if we were ever allowed. It's, yeah. But also, she, she gets, I think she gets naivety because she doesn't know that there's prejudice in all. Because he's literally a year old. Or nine years old. 
she's not old enough to know or maybe she's older we don't know long story short she she falls in love with tick she tries to control her powers she says i'm not going to taste soul then due to um but as the things go wrong they have sexual encounters and that's how she usually kills her man and she sucks their soul and sees their entire life and then kills them and all of their memories stay with her until she completes the 100 souls. So she has the memories of 900 men stuck in no, 90 her. 90 men, 90 men, 99 men. I'm sorry, 99 men stuck in her. And it's painful. It's yeah. sad. And so she's having sexual encounters with Tick, positive ones. The first she time starts she to says, get away from me and then she admits like I was going to kill you. But the thing is, I realize you're a good person. And then it's like, we could try to make it work. And they try to make it work. She tells her, her surrogate mom, I'm not going to do it. And she's like, you're a horrible person for not doing it. But she starts to give in and yes. enjoy herself in the sexual encounter. And she can't control no, the tales. He says that he, he might be leaving. He's got a ticket and he could take her. And she doesn't, he doesn't want to listen because he's trying to tell him that she's a Kimiho. Tells him the origin of it. And as they're having sex, she tries to control and he can't. And she connects to him, sees his future, that he's going to die. And he freaks out, runs away. But then we found that she's the one that he called. Or has been calling her. Said, How did you know I was going to die? It's now the connection. And she wants to save him. Mm-hmm. And how is this going to end? What's going to happen? The only thing we know is that it's going to be, a, she's going to see a lot more death before the end. So this is a really good episode. And I'm hoping the next episode kind of continues on with more of her story because it's not resolved. It doesn't seem like it will. It seems like it's going back to Hippolyta. 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 So I don't know. We're going to see. But this one definitely is our highest rating. This is a really good episode of the Yeah. And so let us end off right with Dancing with the Saws. Episode 1 and 2. How this went. First off, the rankings of the first episode ended in a tie between two people i mean you had a tie between justina with her partner sasha and then a sky and her partner alan with 21 points and then at the bottom of the barrel we had carol baskin carol baskin at the bottom of the barrel then this episode we had justina on top again 21 points with a total of 42 points she is the front runner but she's tied with caitlin and artem which I was kind of shocked at that. I'm not shocked. It was like the first episode, and they all did pretty good, so they don't have much to go but on. Then you have so Ned they're gonna. And Jenna made it to third place with one point thirty forty one points, and I think they're going to be the front runners for the show. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be the ones who are the front runners because uh, they're above and beyond the rest of them. It's not even like a one point lead; it's a five point lead at this for the lowest of them. So, I mean, Sky might make it because technical issued this and then at the bottom with 27 points tied we had charles oakley and carol baskin and we all wanted carol to go all wanted carol to go but they say it's because of the voters i don't think it's because of the voters i think it's because she's the draw for the show well her no her second dance she actually did really well with it like surprisingly so like i didn't want to like it but she did pretty good. 
She's still crazy. I, I think it's it's a it's a. I still think she killed her husband, but she did a pretty good dance. No, I think she. The Viennese waltz is hers. Yeah, the Viennese waltz is, but she's still not great. She's still sixteen points. And he got no, 15. she's still not great. She's she got gonna. 15. It was that was a whole. Um, I still think that was politics. I think that. I think there's more people that stayed at home during COVID. And watch Tiger King. And now want her to stay on. They're going to call to keep her on. Because she's, she's crazy. But yeah, so Charles got kicked out. And it was sad because he did a good job, I think. It wasn't great, but he tried. Yeah. And I think, yeah. So. That's all I have to say about that. This one we'll talk more about currently, like I said. I like, think, it's so early on, I don't have much to say. Yeah, but my my choice for the top runner is going to be is going to be Justina. Sky and Nev. I think those three are gonna, and even Caitlin. I think they're going to be the ones who are the front runners. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to stay to the end. I hope Carol Baskin gets kicked out soon. If she does make it to the final three, then the show is rigged. That's my opinion on that. She's not going to make it to the final three. We'd have to wait and see. So, with that in mind, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know this isn't our usual peppy fun episode, but don't worry. We've got a we had our manga review this week, which came out, which was cool. We have our, uh, we're going to have a movie review come out soon with the third installment of the James Bond franchise, talking about the world is not enough. I know we're behind on that, but reasons. It's our, our anniversary to precedence, truthfully. And we'll see where everything else goes. So thank you guys for listening. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. Tell us what you think in the show notes and keep watching TV. See you guys. Bye.